everyone, and welcome to Table Talk Explicates, taking things too seriously since 2017. This is a bi-weekly fan cast for Easy Allies' Tabletop Escapades. Tabletop Escapades is the property of Easy Allies. We're just a bunch of puffs that love it a lot. In the party this week, we have Kay Murdoch, MC Dusanic, and Noah Rain. I'm sorry, oh, we're, we're a bunch of what? To... We're back, remember baby. Remember when we used to be the usual party? Yeah, remember that? Remember that? Lol. Uh, we do have some important housekeeping to address. Um, we have decided that we're going to go on a little bit of a break for the summer. Hiatus! A couple of us are traveling um, across the months, so we're probably going to come back around the middle of August, late August, sometime around there. Uh, just letting you know, this is the final episode of season one. <laughs> Well, it's not. We're not actually calling it, it that. Is but, like, it is season one. This is the season finale. finale. This, this is, is the where season finale uh, we actually settle T-Tex. spirit versus brother bear and come out ahead on. We're spirit. never settling that. It's never. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Uh, MC, you got a recap for the last episodes because a lot happened. The last two episodes. Uh, basically, all that you need to know is that. Uh, I watched the Brothers Grimm in Los Angeles, yes! and there was this one little mud monster that absolutely freaked me out since I was 13 years old. And guess what? Ben makes them come back, and now I have to relive Dude, my nightmares. that's totally <laughs> that what they are! Every single sentences. time I'm watching this, this, this new podcast. Thank you. That's oh, I you didn't even know. think about that. <laughs> you, I did. I did. I did think about that. Uh, I'll tweet. I'll tweet out a picture of what oh, this don't. grotesque monster don't. looks like it's awful. after the podcast comes out. Yep. So while everybody's enjoying their Pillsbury Doughboy nonsense, this is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it seems like more and more I'm saying a lot happened the last two episodes, but like this is it's just average. Impact. I was blessed. Uh, I felt so. Blessed. Starting with episode 59, A Soft Bed, Ben begins the episode saying, we're going to start with some lore, and I start crying. Please tell me you didn't cry real tears. I didn't actually. Uh, I didn't actually that, that is cry. between me and my box of Kleenex <laughs> next to my bed. You don't know Shut me. Up, Kay. <laughs> you don't know my life. You don't know my story. Boy. Uh... Ren explains he was part of the Gilded Dawn and was sent by his father, Virian, to infiltrate the Nightingales. He's got some weird daddy issues, so when he was younger, he joined an Assassin's Guild, training himself in stealth and killing. Within the Nightingales... Within the Nightingales... (laughs) Weird phrasing, I'm sorry. Uh, I studied in killing. That's also how I dealt (laughs) with my uh, daddy issues. I majored in in killing. killing... It's not murder. He didn't go for murder. It's, <laughs> it's killing. killing. I love uh, that. Sorry. I just remember that from the episode so poignantly. Within the Nightingales, Ren was assigned to a special task force who collected pieces of green dragons so that the warlocks could re- reconstruct them. Uh, Ren killed the warlocks and his task force, but the transformation was already starting, causing him to be disfigured. Uh, not really disfigured, but like... Um, has these scales and sharp teeth and he's like slowly turning into a dragon and he's dying and it also created the doe people somehow kind of uh ren also reveals that someone no that uh, didn't that didn't create the doe people the doe people were created after pomper made the pact those are two completely different separate things 
I thought Ren said that it was created by the transformation within the Nightingales. Well, Ben was talking about how it was. I don't know. It was. It was because of. Uh, it was because of Pomper's Pact. It's some... inconsequential. <laughs> uh, uh, Ren reveals that someone currently or formally in the party's ranks betrayed them, uh, and the Nightingale army is going to be fully assembled in two days and will invade sometime after that. Uh, they all agree to go to Volvac and take down the Nightingales. Uh, they're probably going to die. The magic of the Warlocks manifests in Volvac as an infection, twisting everything on the content. Uh, yeah. Yogala wants the, uh, to defeat the Nightingales to take the magic for himself and rule the world, predictably. Uh, Ren wants to kill him, uh, understandably. Pomper, while everyone is asleep, goes up to the top of the tree in the middle of the ocean and casts Divination, contacting the dream the green dragons to ask who betrayed the party of course a voice comes from within him a vision telling him it was someone of his kind uh they that uh making him assume that it was darius uh they plan out their trip to bulvac and there's a bunch of infighting uh should they rush in or should they sneak in or what should they do therese has this brilliant plan to pay mercenary groups to fight for them uh and yogala finally at the end of the episode, names the Doe people Puffs. Uh, this naming gives them a sense of identity and self, and they don't have to speak in questions anymore. Which is the most I, tabletop escapades thing to ever happen, ever. It was like, Ben's like, I'm sick of answering all these sentences with questions. Yeah. We're, we're changing that now. I'm sick of saying now. sentences with a question inflection. With a question, yeah. <laughs> saying normal sentences uh, this, as a question. This moves us to episode 60, The Strength of a Name. Uh, Yogala names the three puffs that are flying them to Bulvac and transforming into dragons. They grow flowers. It's very cute. Uh, and then they climb on a puff dragon and start flying. Ren says that he just wants to... <laughs> uh, puff the magic dragon. Uh, Ren just wants to live long enough to make things up to his dad. Uh, Pomper's healing is comforting to him. He won't apologize for his feelings or talking about his feelings. Good job, Ren. I'm proud of you. Uh, the Gilded Dawn is, apparently, with some dwarven mages in a forest. You don't hear dwarven and mages in the same sentence, usually. Uh, with magic that rivals that of the warlocks. Uh, which is very interesting. They arrive in Bulvac with a slightly eventful ride that thankfully doesn't end in total disaster or Pomper's death. Uh, they descend on an ashy beach covered in mist, and spot a very well-dressed man playing guitar ahead of them. Uh, side note, this is the first bar that has ever appeared in Tabletop Escapades, and I that am know very, of. very, very happy. Yes. Uh, his name is Olaf. He's from Esserim, and he's also horribly depressed. Uh, he was the son of a wealthy lord and was pretty spoiled. The Nightingale attacks inspired him to leave home, go to Volvac, and write songs about the land and what's happening there. He doesn't even care if he dies, he just wants to be a hero and write songs. Uh, Gay. Yogala, <laughs> Yogala casts sleep and goes into Olaf's dreams as a fucking devil. Great. Uh, while this is happening, Nicator steals Yogala's crystal. Uh, yes. To Nicator, it doesn't make him stronger because he's already very physically fit. It turns his skin to stone, which freaks him out, so he throws it to Ren, whose skin sizzles and starts turning into full-on green scales, uh, slowly transforming him into the last green dragonborn, which sounds like a fantasy book title well, that I would definitely read. Yeah. Um, and that was the last two episodes. 
kind of sped through it there. There was a lot that happened that I skipped out because, geez. Yeah, yeah there was a, it was a hunk of, hunk of happenings right there. It was there. a hunk of happenings. That's a hunk good phrase. Happenings. I'm incorporating that into my vocabulary. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's got good so, alliteration, though. Can't, can't, yeah, can't it deny. is good. So, we are moving on to our next segment, Brightwatch. This is our bi-weekly Therese Brightwood mental health check-in. How is she doing? She chilled out. She took a nap. I'm oh always God, pro-nap. So whenever, whenever Therese gets a nap, I'm like, okay, number one, I, I feel represented in this, uh, in this culture. Also, good. <laughs> so, I feel like whenever... Also, her plan got taken seriously. Oh my god, yeah. She got like, rest. Therese is being her very plan smart got taken here. seriously. She's full up on Goals. spell slots. She's, she's, she's not too worried about stuff. Therese, yeah. Therese is in the prime. This is prime Therese. This oh, is yeah. A+. This is prime Therese right now. Therese. I can't think of, like, anything that she has to deal with other than, like, the, the stupid antics of their, their fun, their fun, fun party yes. right there. Yes. But... You know, uh, I think she's she's in tip-top shape and yeah. feeling all the better for it. I would give her an A-. minus. I will give her a B-. minus. B? Yeah. Jeez. B-? minus. What? A B is still a B. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, that was that was the same kind of stuff that we gave her back in the, the middle of the Calvide arc. I don't know. I feel like she's doing so much better. I feel like she's doing the best, but... Again, that's how I see it. Regardless, I can't really. I, I, yeah, I can't really think of uh, a downside. We can agree on at. a significant improvement. Uh, significant. Now, let's see. Yeah, Let's now now it's time for your uh, your favorite segment, the best segment that never shows up ever uh, again. It's the one that shows up like twenty minutes late to the party, and it's already kind of wound down because nobody came to that party. Period. Uh, <laughs> This is uh, facepalm, and so I count the amount of times that people uh, in the party, as well as Ben, put their their face uh, in their hand or uh, their their hand on their face. Either or, they both count. Uh, so in episode fifty nine, we got a large, solid amount of facepalms. Forty four, in fact. It was uh, a lot of disbelief. And a lot of uh, trying to stifle laughter, which is my favorite kind of facepalm. And in episode 60, it was almost solely st stifling laughter, but because there weren't too embarrassing moments, too many embarrassing moments, there were only 27 facepalms. Hmm. I thought you were going to say there was only right. 27 embarrassing moments <laughs> in the episode. The, every single second is an embarrassing moment <laughs> in my life, at least. But but that right. that's it for that. It was a uh, it was pretty yeah. heavy uh, on episode fifty nine. Pretty light on sixty, even though everybody else was uh, still in the same pretty good mood. All the players seem to be happy with oh, yeah. how the story this is was, going, yeah. which I think has been extremely positively impacting uh, the whole uh, show as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like this was such a a jolly kind of segment uh, session. Uh, mm -hmm. It was just like you could tell that they. We're excited to be there. Yes. And that so great. means a lot. <laughs> they really care. They do. And I, I, I mean, I felt they always do, but it shone in this. Uh, 
taking that into consideration, let's move on to Critical Hit, which is our segment to communicate any and all constructive criticism necessary, which I usually don't really participate in. Uh, so you got I, I think I, know. I might have, do I have the sole hit? No, I, I'm probably, no. I'm going to piggyback onto your hit. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'll, I'll start off this, uh, season, this, this end of season finale of Critical Hits by something that has been going on since the podcast has, has been around that has been ticking me off, but I, I didn't feel like it had, had encountered enough. Uh, repetition or evidence to really bring it to to scale and bring it on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now, I kind of feel like it has. Uh, And that is the uh, insanely monologue-oriented characters that we we have found as NPCs. Not the characters themselves, because they uh, tend towards more party dialogue, which is, I think, the most natural way, and honestly... uh, how, how generally it works, because you're talking in between people. Uh, but what I have noticed with Ben's NPCs, uh, that they tend to ramble on and monologue. And I understand that there's, a, there's some situations where it's more uh, honest than others, but I feel like sometimes it just gets to a point where it's like, wh- why are you saying all of this? Yeah to someone who you haven't known that much or haven't had like a trust building moment or that this doesn't really relate to the situation that much. I mean, it happened with Janine, especially with, uh, I wasn't on the podcast last time, but Janine left uh, and she left with the longest monologue that kind of came out of nowhere almost where it's like, oh, the world's ending, but I'm going to make a thieves guild. And I'm like, Okay. It's like what? Are you trying to justify her leaving? You don't have she to can do just a monologue. Go. You can just have her leave. Uh, the same thing with Darius when Darius was giving his whole plan, and then it was like, oh well, maybe I'm having second thoughts because of things that are going on. Even though I would never have had second Stop thoughts it. if I was really the person who gave this monologue. Happened with Ren. Ren talking about his backstory, talking about his dad, even when he was introduced as a man of very, very few words. I feel like it happened the least with Ren, but it was really? worth saying. I uh, thought it happened the most with Ren. It seemed the most stilted. It was like, yeah, uh, I have problems with my father. Like, no one would reveal that within the first five minutes. And, of and also buzzwords like the Gilded Dawn. It's like, uh, thank you. Uh, I feel validated. I knew that they were coming back. But at the same time, <laughs> dude. And then Olaf, holy crap, Olaf! He Olaf comes is, into the, he comes a, into this episode, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Who are you?" And he's like, Who are you? "Here is but the he's entirety a bard. of my story yeah, but and the bards background." Aren't, that's no, this was not like a bard telling a story thing. This it is a, a arrogant person a who I, wants I to talk about himself. He's not arrogant either. I don't think yeah. it's just it's just more of like a dude. That we're like, okay, we're meeting you. Instead of telling a tale, it was like, okay, so I was, uh, they, they're like, Olaf, why are you here? And he was like, I'm a rich boy, but I wasn't just a rich boy. I was a rich boy, spoon fed. And I also had everything done for me. And I also had an arranged marriage? Question mark? Like, what? And I also, like, went off away. It's like, why and is now that I'm relevant to anything that's going and on? It makes, and, and it doesn't, like... I, I think... 
I think I, it might I be... understand why it's important to get character information out there. Yeah, because I think it's a response I, to NPCs that they encountered that they yeah. didn't talk to and they didn't care to like talk about this well, insanely long backstory that Ben created and he wants that out there so that people can like the NPCs that's more. That's not uh, good. Honestly, but, Noah, honestly, Noah, I don't care. If you want to flesh out your characters, I wholeheartedly appreciate that. I wholeheartedly appreciate all this thought, all of this back, background going into a character, but I do not appreciate backstory if it is not earned, if it does not make sense for it to be said, if it's just a means to an end or a means to an explanation. Uh, I feel like Ben's been pretty good at dropping hints, uh, like, in and out of character when he's just trying to drop them, but I feel like with all, almost all of his NPCs, uh, they, they, that are humanoid, uh, they tend to ramble and monologue way more than feels allowable. Yep. It, and it feels like they're that saying is, info just for the sake of getting it out there. And it's like, I'd rather which, them not learn anything if they're not going to actually work for it. You know what I mean? I mean, the thing is, and I, I, I always want to come into critical hits with uh, an open mind and uh, an alternate way of doing the same thing, which is text. Literally, have them find a scroll, have them find a tablet, have them find uh, a diary. A diary. Born, baby. Give them a diary. Uh, or, or like... They didn't utilize that old Ben diary very much, did well, they? Yeah, they did. They looked at, like, two well, pages. Well, yeah, only two pages in the diary. It. Yeah. There was only two pages in the diary at it's... all um, that, that mm. were actually brought up. They weren't digging for anything. And it, it, it could just be, like, Olaf dropped a paper on the ground, and then they pick it up, and it's, it's like, uh, it's his noble heritage certificate like the, or whatever the hell that. it's like what? there you go he's a noble and you can just portray through i'm just using olaf because he's the newest character yeah. and also the one that we're learning the most about at the moment you can use personality to be like i'm trying to play the guitar i can't sing on key and you're like, okay, why is this bad bard over from Esserim in the middle of nowhere? I think that causes a lot more intrigue and a lot more attachment to a character than it's like, hi, my name is Olaf. Hi, Olaf. I came from Esserim. Okay, alone. Also, I did that. And I was rich. And now I am. don't know if I'm still rich, but I'm of noble heritage and I have dad issues. Thanks. Yeah, it's one of those things that I wouldn't have even, Why like... all of them have daddy issues? It's one issues. of those things I wouldn't have even thought about until, like, the other day, me and MC were playing D&D with a bunch of friends, and it's, like, we all knew from, like, speaking to each other, like, the backstories and stuff, you know what I mean? But, like, the characters yeah. didn't just dump it out of nowhere. Like, the NPCs didn't yeah. go, this is my plan, and, like, the characters didn't go, this is my life story. It's, like... If you ask the right questions, you got the right answers. I mean, I feel like Ben just doesn't have enough belief that his uh, that his players will ask the right yep. questions. Yep, and it's like, in that case... Because yeah. they haven't. But it's like, in that case, I'd rather them just not get the info because they didn't earn it. You know what I mean? It's like, I, the, one of the things I've always loved about Ben's DMing is, like, his ability to adapt with what they're doing. Like, 
if they just decide we're not going down this path, it's like Ben's like, all right, then all that stuff we were gonna, out the door. So it's like, I'd rather just have all the stuff go out the door. But that's just a me preference. Like, I'd rather have them learn, like, nothing because they didn't ask questions and learn to ask questions later on than, like, lore dump. Because lore dumps are heavy and they can get fucking confusing as hell, man. Yeah, I've, I've been quite confused about the, the lore-related stuff in the last couple episodes. And it's just so because hard to it's focus. Been, it's yes. been pretty dumpy. But, you, you know, I, I appreciate I mean, lore dumps people can, when like, they make sense. Are and, I, and I feel like Ben has been making it make sense a yep. lot. And honestly, going OOC, going out of character, out of DM, and just talking to the players like, oh yeah, Nicator, if you had kept hold of that crystal, you would have turned into like a stone gong. But it wouldn't be bad. You I would still be able to like that. move around. And it's I'm like, preachy NPCs yeah, was the- is too much for me. The preachy yeah. NPCs are too much. I mean, people can want different things from D&D campaigns. I'm a person who who likes lore and likes having all the information, and I don't really mind if realism is kind of put to the side for that, but people can be, like, people can like different stuff. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but Noah, I want to, I want to get your, your honest opinion. I trust Ben to be able to get that lore out there without necessarily having monologue NPCs. Do you think that's the only way he can get that info out there? Because if, if you do, then I can understand why you would think that. It is difficult with the party because... Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, a lot of them don't care to look for stuff. Oh, totally. Uh, and I think that, obviously, the monologues could be just done better because some of them have been stilted and have been just, this is the information. Like, they, they could be more realistically put... Okay, uh, and then, and then on, on top of that, do you think any one monologue made sense to have been a monologue? I think Janine's leaving made sense. Uh, I think, um, like, the Olaf stuff made a bit of sense to me because that felt like his character because he was immediately like that because we haven't seen him doing other stuff before like with Janine I kind of get it because she was very uh she didn't talk a lot she wasn't extremely elaborate but Olaf we've only seen him be elaborate so I've come to think that he's probably an elaborate person you know what but I can see that there's a trend there that might be a bit I would love if they played more in the way MC you mentioned earlier where there's just like notes and stuff they find like, to me, it would have made sense because Janine wasn't a very open and talkative person if she'd left them a letter and then went on her way, you know what I mean? And then they opened... Because, like, Janine wasn't, like, an open person, you know what I mean? Or if, like, they found... Or if they found, know. like, Darius's journal that was like, this is my plan, or something like that. Like, just little changes like that. I, I would, would find really that cheap. Liked. Well... I would find that kind of cheap. Well, we find this cheap because it's literally characters going, honestly, more or less out of character just to give lore. Yeah, like, nothing pisses me off more than when I'm watching... Because I love action movies. I love dumb action movies or good action movies. (laughs) And nothing... Because, like, I, I, I love the dumb. I love the tacky action sequences and the chase scenes. But nothing makes me angrier than when, for no reason, a villain goes, this is my plan. Because I'm like, why would you do that? Because, like, I yeah. get the and dumb Darius action does scenes. That. I get the dumb fight scenes. I get the tacky one-liners. 
I don't get why a villain or anyone would ever just be like, this is my plan and here. And like so many times in tabletop that's happened. And it's just one of those things that just pulls me out of it and makes me go, oh yeah, it, it's it's not real. It'd be one of those things where it's like shout out back to the beginning of Calvide where they had the, the bald headed wizard that they were going to investigate yeah. that they never did, which is totally fine. I feel like that would be a character who I would understand be predestined to monologue because he's a big, big very showy person. Nope. But when it came, when it came to Janine or Darius or Ren or, I mean, Olaf, I don't, he didn't seem to come out and be this kind of person with long gestures and weird intonation. For listeners, MC like is would... making long gestures, and it's delightful. It's delightful. It's what I needed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel when it's a full-bodied character where it's like, my name is Olaf, and I came from Asarim, but my dad, I was born with a silver spoon in my Listen, mouth. Listen, MC, we can't all be trained actors. But then I realized... I was living a life of emptiness. And it's like, that's, see, and it's like, that could fit for Olaf. But, like, that's what happened with both Janine and Darius when we met them. We learned their personalities, and that's not what they were like. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. It's it's like, if you, can if you make... We agree to disagree on that. Yeah, when you, when you make Olaf big and bold, I, I will 100% accept the big and bold. But I, I didn't feel like it was it was established. And with Darius, I didn't feel like him being very talkative was established. Same thing. Janine leaving, I didn't have as much of a problem with. But there yeah. were a couple of times in the middle where she was she was kind of saying a lot of stuff. And then Chef Boyardee went wherever the hell away. Somewhere with Skull. Yeah, so right. guys, remember that Chef Boyardee is with Skull. Let's see oh, yeah. if that ever Keep comes that back. Keep that in the notes. <laughs> uh, and then. I don't know. Oh, I definitely wanted to bring that up because that's something that I, I'm looking out for and I, I thought about uh, since watching the last couple months of this campaign and yeah. I'm really, really thinking about uh, ongoing because I love the characters, but it's because I feel like I trust in a characterization that when it jumps to a place where I don't understand why it's jumped there and so many other NPCs have also just like straight up jumped there out of what I've seen nowhere. Yeah. Uh, that's when I want to make it uh, a point to point it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is that it for that? Okay, you said you wanted to talk about something. Oh, no, I piggybacked on yours. I piggybacked oh, okay. on yours right all the way to the bank. <laughs> all right no problem there <laughs> all right well this carries us into the bit where we applaud ben moore hey good job ben i've been well, feeling thanks, ben. i've been feeling thanks, insanely ben. ben positive in the last two episodes of who of isn't TTE. Well, I'm, I mean, I don't know. You can look at the YouTube comments, but I feel like these the, these <laughs> last two episodes have, have been so much, so well put together overall that I yeah. really haven't had to, there are a couple times when, you know, I, I, I am one of those people who like commentates out loud as long as it's, it's a situation oh, yeah. where I'm allowed to. Oh yeah. Can't you know? confirm. So I once watched I MC watch time. Tabletop for the first time. And watching MC get into something and gesticulate is delightful. 
that's how I do everything in my life. Uh, very loud commentary and gesticulation. Uh, so I, there were a lot of, there were a couple of times where I'm like, Ben, make a, per make them do a perception check. Make them do it. But it's no, nowhere near as bad as I've had it in the past. And it was so negligible that I was just appreciating the story and not worrying too much about the D, &D elements yeah and that's something when, that's when you know it's good that's when you know something it's something i want to bring up is pacing the pacing has improved significantly like yep. remember in calviud where every day dragged and it was like the same hour for like five episodes <laughs> yes these episodes progressed so quickly and so tightly and, and it was they sleep just the important information and it wasn't like lingering anywhere and it just went and went and went and I'm, that's what i love yeah is when it just goes yep and everyone was so invested and ben especially was very invested and he's got all these characters that he's playing on the the fucking puffs yeah like talk about comedic genius is making some fucking puffs I, I felt like, like I felt like everybody amazing. got a lot of sleep uh, before these these last couple oh, yeah. sessions, and I've just been very too. much appreciated it. Yeah, you can tell when it's tired and everybody's and it's late and everyone's like, I'm 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 ready to be done. <laughs> but I feel like with the last couple episodes, there's been a, a reinvigorated energy, and I've just been very excited about it. And I'm gonna do a lot of traveling. <laughs> this summer, oh, yeah. uh, and I'm very excited to uh, listen to the rest of the story uh, on the road. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just, I'm glad that it's finally culminating. Like, you could tell Ben has been having this in the back of his mind for a year now, and now <laughs> it's actually happening, and things are going on, and it's taken so long, but that slow burn has been worth it. Yeah, I Jeez. agree. I'm very, I'm very pleased. They're Very actually going to fucking fight the Nightingales. <laughs> I don't even want to oh. fight. We can just do more story. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. Love MC. I don't want this to end. <laughs> All well, right. God, it's been so good in so many ways. We are blessed. We are blessed. This is the golden era. Please remember this, this the in, in, in like two months when it all goes to you shit You know what again. I was thinking about earlier? This has nothing to do with yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking oh. about character NPCs that didn't monologue, do you yeah. remember yeah. the, um, God, in the first city they met, the guy who made the eye patch for Kuo? Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah. See, Ben said that he looked like uh, Geppetto from Pinocchio, so I never remembered his real name, and I just called him Geppetto. That's me with Chef Boyardee, I totally yeah. agree. I understand. Like, that was a great NPC whose backstory we never found out. And, like, I'm fine That's with true. that. Geppetto was just a man. He was just a man. Ben, we believe in you. We know you can do it. Yeah. You're you're really good. You're good at this. We know this. <laughs> we know you're good at honestly. this. Honestly. Ben, I like them. <laughs> Noah, Noah is giving you a point of inspiration. Ha, 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 jokes. Ha, okay. ha, ha. Don't bring that up. Uh, <laughs> actually, that's a good segue into you. Was it? The actual was it a good segue? It was a segue. That was the best segue. I did it. You know I who I'd really love to give a point of inspiration to? Who? One of the players. Yeah. Uh, this is point of inspiration where we <laughs> appoint a point to a star player of the episode. Let's see. Who did you give your point to? Ooh, who did I give my point of inspiration to? Well, 
Uh, glad you asked, because uh, <laughs> I, I gave my point of inspiration. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm feeling like a showman right now. Like, like, uh, for only $24.99, I can afford to eat this week and maybe even fill up on gas. Sorry, that was... For listeners, MC is stalling. I'm not stalling. Uh, no. It's actually uh, Michael Huber gets my point of inspiration Ooh. this week for all that he's been doing with Pomper. I feel like the last two episodes, uh, although maybe not Pomper extremely heavy, uh, I really do like the character of Ren. Uh, I keep calling him Rain in my head because of the Xenoblade stuff. No, Ren. No, that's uh, me. <laughs> uh, and he keeps taking steps to use his, his cleric skills... Please. To the party's advantage. Please, Huber. Using his fourth level spells Ooh, uh, in a way spender. that makes total sense, uh, going up to the top of the tree, trying to find a place for himself in order to go into, like, a, a tranquil state and ask all that kind of jazz. Uh, I felt... I'm going to just join in on your conversation because I also gave mine to Huber. Yeah. And I thought it would be cool to... Uh, both uh, contribute to this. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I'm just jumping in. Oh, that's... No, 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 no. I, I just felt like... Huber. It was... It was... Except for the fact that we still don't know anything about about Huber's, About like, Huber at all. D- d- divine... Like, how he gets his divine power that, you know, Super I dragons. had a critical hit on, like, what, a month ago or something like that? Two months? Maybe. Uh, even though that still has not been... Uh, dealt with, I felt like his connection to the dragons uh, kind of makes more and more sense as a, as a divine entity as it goes on. And I felt really proud of uh, Huber taking the leaps that he usually does, yes. but with a bit more of prep and thought than I thought that oh, yeah. he was giving it before. So uh, this these last two weeks, I give my point of inspiration to Michael Huber. I gave mine to Huber as well, because I just, I think he's finally found his groove with Pomper. He understands the characterization, and he knows what to do, and he, he knows that Pomper loves talking to people and thinks the best of everyone, and he knows exactly what he would do in every situation, and it just all seems so perfectly in character, and I know that's going to be ruined when the red dragons fucking <laughs> intervene and he gets aggro again, but, like, so let's give just us for the, these two episodes, moment. it's this perfect balance with Pomper of yep. just this total hard-headedness, but also this kindness and this yep. innate need to help, and I love it, and I love it, and I'm very, I, I like Pomper, Again. Again. <laughs> That's how I feel. I I think I like Pomper again. What I think happened? I like there? Pomper again, See, guys. I think I don't mind Pomper that much anymore. Wow. I gave my so, yeah. point of inspiration to Kyle because I still don't like Yogala. And let me yeah. explain yeah. why. It's Kyle Bossman finally getting my point Hell of inspiration yeah. for fucking Yogala. Because <laughs> it occurred to me uh okay, here's some backstory. I was watching the last episode. And about halfway through, I got so mad with Yogala that I turned off the TV and I didn't finish the episode. Because the way he was treating the puffs upset me so badly, and I won't get into it, but it upset me so badly that I could not keep watching the episode, and I was like, oh, 
it was one of those moments where I genuinely, like, looked at the TV after I, you know, calmed myself down and all that. I was like, Kyle's good at this. It was, it was, Mm -hmm. it was one of those episodes that reminded me that Kyle Bossman is good. It's like you watch Harry Potter, right? And all she, you hate Dolores Umbridge so much. And you know that actress did her job. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, I hate Yogala so much that I know Kyle is legit doing a good job. Like, Kyle's one of the only people, besides, you know, like, Yogala not being a furry anymore, who, like, hasn't flip-flopped on, like, his character. You know what I mean? It's consistent. And plus, everything he did with, like, the puffs and, like, giving them a name and identity and, like, I, it was, it was great. Like, I... He was also I'll have to on go, the bow with humor. Yeah, and I'll have to go back and jokes. actually finish the episode because, admittedly, I still haven't. But now that you guys have told me that it's worth finishing, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. But, like, Kyle deserves my point of inspiration this week. It's it's not <laughs> mm-hmm. just I liked what Hubert did again or Brad did something cool or, like, I like what Ian did. It's like Kyle genuinely, like, earned it from me. And you can Good, tell if I'm, I'm giving it to Kyle. I genuinely <laughs> believe that he earned my point of inspiration for Yogala. That's And very to true. be honest, when I looked at the results of our polls, don't get why nobody agreed with me. <laughs> because on episode, for episode, well, a lot of people did. But, like, the most didn't. Okay. You know what I mean? So for episode right. 59, Huber got everyone's point of inspiration with Kyle coming in second, Ian in third, and Brad in fourth. And then for 60, Brad came in first, Kyle came in second, Ian third, Huber fourth. And, which is justifiable, but it's just one of those things where I was like, oh, Kyle, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think Except for when he gets Zon Slime out again. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you know. That's when you know. That fan service pony. (laughs) Yeah, give me that fan service pony, thank you. That should have been the real (laughs) name of this podcast fan service pony. I'd like one order of fan service pony. <laughs> I think it really speaks to the players that it's been getting harder and harder to place a point of inspiration mm-hmm. because they've all been doing extremely they good things and I think better. they've all found their niche and they've all found out how to play their characters and I love it and I love hearing them interact and it's it's a joy. Bless. Good job. I, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that point. Yeah. Uh, it's Lads, it's been it's been really good. You're doing it's been it. really good. It's been it's been good and getting better. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's one of those things where it's like I feel like now is the time for me to try to get my sister into it again. Do it, dude. And be like, hey, Catherine, uh, we have an eleven hour flight coming up in a week. Uh, oh, Especially here, now that they're like it. they're starting a new act, like Catherine. Yeah, hop on. Hey, Catherine, jump on. And I think that's the highest praise because. There are very few things that I've tried to get my sister into. Uh, one of them being Yakuza Zero, <laughs> another one being the Harry Potter books. I think those are the only two that I really remember where it's like, I believe in this thing so much that you have to love it too. That's so I, I think this has gotten to the level where it's like, okay, Catherine, you are sitting dude, down. I'm putting shackles on you and you cannot move for the next 12 hours. Dude, I would <laughs> love to have Catherine as a guest on this podcast. Catherine would have some hot takes. Catherine takes... I've seen Catherine's video game notebook. Catherine takes notes on shit. Every single time I've gone to MC's house, Catherine has sat me down and talked about Horizon. (laughs) Nice. 
Catherine, uh, yeah, I love, I love just like personal anecdotes. I love my sister. We're playing, uh, we're playing through Persona 5 at about, we're about at the same pace at this point. Uh, and my sister opens up her video game notebook and is like, this is how many like charm things that I need to get to the next, next level of charm. This is how many I need. And I'm like, Catherine, that is an extra amount of thought that I do not put into it. But she yeah. just lives off of it. So I'd love to have her on it's, if it's she funny. ever catches up. Uh, Ken, my sister, all the time is like, so can I be on your podcast? I'm like, you don't watch Tabletop. She's like, yeah, but I just want to talk about how much I love Kyle. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Ken, no. Yeah. It's all a right. good time. Well, let's move on to our final segment. Cast divination which pomper actually did for once bless up yeah bless up. so this is our space to discuss theories and bets okay so uh i have one one kind of is this it's not a theory kind of bet-ish. bring it up bring it up let's go uh that i want the the second the the off and the other B team to come back for an episode or two. <gasps> yes. In oh order to oh understand God, yes. what's going oh on uh, in in where we're at right this now. This is a really good idea. Because I feel like we talked we talked a lot about this in this podcast about how to uh, make lore more accessible and more understandable. And that set of characters ended their one episode? Two. Uh, two. Oh, too. But their second the, one was like weird. Yeah, their their second episode. Like it was a weird by, one-off. Yeah, by ending like up in a weird uh, universe. going to a like a whole situation uh, where they were became part of maybe a cult. We don't know, <laughs> but I feel like that is inherently. I, want the I love that. Uh, inherently tied to the Nightingales, and if Ben decides to do that, not just because Kyle can't make it one day or whatever. Uh, but, like, honestly says, okay, we're doing this tabletop group. It would be a great way to progress plot, progress lore, and really understand what's going on over the Sea of Flames. Honestly? That would be right perfect to get that perspective. This yeah, isn't even I feel like, like I feel like that would be a great decision. Yeah. yeah this isn't even, like, a bet or, like, a hope it's or a, anything. It's a hope. It's more of just, like, well, I guess it is kind of a hope. Because I would yeah. love, I don't think it's going to happen, I would love yeah, a, a five-man episode with <gasps> Jones. Yeah. Where it's Jones's like, B-side character with the A-team. Ooh, Where they run so into cool. him. Because I th- Dude, I love him. Because, one, I love his character, even though I'm ridiculously Finn? blanking on the name right now. My boy. <laughs> but, like, I think Finn. it would, oh, yes, Finn Bloodletter. That guy got it. <laughs> I think it would make sense for, like, him to have a backstory with one of them. Like, if Finn had, like, run into Nicator at some point, that would make so much sense to oh, me. Oh, yeah. And that way, uh, hell, if you don't want to do a lore dump, Finn is a great way to, like, get lore on, like, any of the other characters. Like, just pick anyone yes. and decide he knows them. Or like if they go yeah, to a new, in a, if they go to like a mm-hmm. new city with Finn and Finn can just be like I've been here I can tell you about blah blah blah, that way characters yes. don't have to lore dump it would 
It'd be perfect. Yeah. Oh my Plus, God. I would love to see Jones's character interact with the A-team. I would oh, yeah. love that. So I mean, I feel like whenever you bring in, and I, I've been, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I've been a guest NPC where it's like, MC, you're being brought into this campaign in order to progress this plot. This is what you know, and you need to tell them without being really overt about it. And I feel like when you bring someone else in who has just that information and only has to worry about how to present that information, I feel like it's so much more streamlined and okay i hope for that too it's never gonna happen it's never gonna god happen. damn it you guys I why hope, did you bring this up i hope because i thought it's it'd dreams. be cute it's, it's it's dreams yeah it's it's e3 time like, so we're all situated in our hopes and dreams <laughs> shoot an arrow at oh, yogala hey, please you know what this stab him in the ass random improvised new segment uh tte of dreams <laughs> Tell me your one dream for the campaign over the summer, because we're not going to be talking okay. about it. Fuck. If I, I think, I think that that was it. That yeah. is my dream. I that want Jones back to the A-team. Because, because that's, again, I feel like it makes sense not just for uh, me wanting to bring back uh, the B-team itself, but uh, also as a character device, where I feel like, it's really hard to introduce characters to an entirely new situation and have to kind of explain it to everyone at the same time not explain it because you're oh. trying to have it be a story. Oh. And I feel like bringing in the B team is the perfect way to do also, that. Please, it's my dream. Also, it just it's occurred to me, Jones has like said on multiple occasions, he doesn't watch tabletop. So they wouldn't have to worry about his character knowing more than he's supposed to, you know what I mean? Ooh. Oh, metagaming. Yeah. Oh. That's Oof. what it's called, metagaming. Oof. Love it. I've known some metagamers. I've played with some metagamers. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would no. I would so. Oh, I just want. I want. I dream of yes. uh, Therese payoff. Like I know it's coming at some point. I want it soon. Yeah, give I me want some to great understand one. what the fuck is I going on with the great old one. Therese and I want her more. to grow. I need more yeah. Therese. Therese sorry. definitely yeah. feels like. I know she had like one breakthrough in the whole series. She still feels yeah. very stagnant. You know what I mean? We we can we kind of had a bait and switch with the whole Darius encounter because uh I guess the the uh the mountain that's what we're calling her, mm -hmm. the mountain uh had a kind of yeah. like talked kind of talked about the great old one just a little bit. Uh or there was some mention to it in that scene in that scene area where it was like, yeah. oh yeah, I think so. we know him too. And Therese is like, I don't want to, no thanks. Uh, and I feel like just because we got so close, we didn't get anything. So close, so but I totally so agree, far, Noah. the last song in Enchanted so plays so softly far. in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're all kind of getting their lower things except Yogala and Therese. Yeah. And well, I feel half. like, yeah, Pomper, we've got the whole dragon well, thing. Nicator, we had the whole Calvi yeah. arc. And yes. so that's kind of over. So Nicator's time in the spotlight. But Nicator now was, has grown as a character yes. and has motivation. Yes. And, um, I, and I agree. And I feel like the whole uh, post-Ziggurat moment was supposed to be Teresa's time, and it really didn't come to that. No. Uh, so I'm very excited for the ben. next up. Also, Make me cry. 
<laughs> Make me cry over the summer, Ben Moore. I don't think I've ever cried watching Tabletop Escapade. I've, <laughs> I've definitely cried watching <laughs> Tabletop Adventures, like wrap-up episodes or like emotional episodes. But like, I don't think I've ever cried watching Tabletop Escapades. Make me cry, Step Ben Moore. Up. I fucking dare you. I challenge you to make Let's me go. cry. I've definitely cried in Tabletop Escapades. Oh, there we go. We're talking about uh, hopes. Hope. My hope is that a character gets killed off. I would love a PC. that. Yeah. I want a PC to get killed off. Ooh. I would love I that. I want a PC to, to fail and get killed off. Not just be like, oh, Law's going out on his own. I want, I want a PC to try their best and fail and get killed off and have that be a complete thing for the entire party to deal with. It's, oh, it's the best me way, the I think... To give me to give me that emotional depth that we wouldn't necessarily get otherwise, and then also bringing in uh, fresh blood in order to jank up party dynamics a little bit. Oh yeah, we need another girl, please, <sighs> please, <laughs> uh, please. And you can always yeah. bring one of the B team characters onto the A team because they're already made. Please, Dude. in the same place now, please. Dude. If for some reason. Hopper, like, gets in some... All right, that's my new long-term bet. That's my new long-term bet, is I want Pomper... Well, I don't want Pomper to die. But if Pomper dies, I want them to bring up Voktang. Like, that's what I want. When Voktang and Therese meet, I will just... I'll be... I'll have ascended to godhood. (laughs) I'll be fine forever. Depression cure. I'll never forget you. I'll never forget I'll you. I'll never forget you. My darling. People might lead me astray, but I will never forget you. <laughs> God, she was so good. And I think it was because Heber was out of his comfort zone, and I thought that was really valuable. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's why I go out of my comfort zone every single character I play, because I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit on my laurels, that's for sure. All right, well, is that it for... Talking about the future. Just, I, I just hope. See, now I have all these, I like... I hope for I, so it's, much. It's, it's, it's E3 time. It's E3. I'm, like, I'm, like, praying for WarioWare for the We're Switch, which hope. isn't gonna happen. Uh, but, Dude, like, well, I'm, just I'm like... Love. It's coming. WarioWare is practical, drop. though. All of my fucking E3 dreams are so dumb. and <laughs> never See, gonna Wario happen. See, WarioWare, I, I, oh, Wear for the Wii. Fave. I, like, I spent hours hours immersed in that game and that was also it had like a whole multiplayer arena yeah, too a lot of people also my love go-to Mario multiplayer Wear. game please wario wear also cooking mama for the switch yeah that's definitely gonna happen at some point i just uh i just need something with waluigi in it because me and waluigi share a birthday to the year to the date <laughs> jesus christ waluigi, share a birthday? waluigi is a was... teenager what do you mean you share a birthday <laughs> Waluigi is 16 years old. Maybe Mario. He debuted. <laughs> he debuted in Mario Tennis. Uh, interestingly ah! enough, my first game was Mario Tennis. Something. It was like a Mario Google Tennis sequel. Is older than Wario. Oh my god. This is my origin story. Noah and Wario are are. No, twins. Waluigi. Now new. Not oh, Wario. Fuck. Waluigi. I'm, sorry, I'm so caught up you in fools. my dreams. You and Waluigi are are now confirmed twins thanks i already have a twin or triplets okay triplets bitch damn (laughs) triplets you just add another twin man it's not that hard it's not that hard but yes it's not that hard if 
This is why I have a striking resemblance to Waluigi. And I did dress up as him for Halloween last, uh, this year, so... Please share this. Please share this. Listen, we need, I need a I Waluigi, Waluigi game or I'll die. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Enough TTE of this dreams. Waluigi shows up. Thank uh, you. The, the T-Tex crew shares E3 hopes and dreams. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, we can move on quickly to last week's, uh, not last week, last episode's bet, uh, which was just me and Kay. Uh, it was how many new species or races will be encountered. Uh, I said two, Kay said six, I was right. That's Hey, since I goes. wasn't there, is my bet technically zero? No. <laughs> you punk, please. you're null and void. <laughs> I like your soft please. <laughs> That means I get last word, which is nice. Um, and that MC means last word before we come back after the summer. Which yeah. is appropriate because I'm moderator. Look at you go. It's been, Look let's let's quickly reflect on the last let's six quick, months. Quickly reflect. God, six months? Holy shit. We've been six doing months. this podcast for six months? Almost. Like five, six months. What the it's, fuck? We started in January. I yeah. was a teenager I, when we started this podcast. <laughs> I came up with this idea in the car to the airport. Because oh. I saw uh, Rose Buddies, which is a Bachelor fan cast. I'm familiar uh, with I Rose like, Buddies. I, I love this. I love it. Um, by the McElroy, one of the McElroy's. No. McElroy's. Oh, yes. Using uh, Lish Noah. I'm, it's hard with that my last Justin, name because I always say uh, my, McElroy, but it's McElroy. It's McElroy. Yeah, it's it by, is McElroy. It's, it's by it's by Griffin and Rachel uh, yeah. McElroy. Yeah, and I listen to it religiously. Thank you. So my I've friends were talking to about it, it and, and I was like, good. I was like, what's a fan cast? And I was like, oh, it's just a ca- as a podcast. You for didn't a show. know what fan casts were before. No, I, I figured out what a fan they're, cast was. Their friend didn't. But I was reminded of yes. the existence of Inspired. fan casts, and I was like. You know, I could probably do that. And I was like, nah. <laughs> and then I like put it on Twitter or something, and MC and K immediately jumped on and were like, I'm doing that. And yeah, I was like, hello. okay, guys. Welcome. Sure. Um, it's just an excuse to talk to you, Noah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, before you get to your last word, I'm just going to throw something out there. Oh, no, to yeah. To date this podcast, I'm drafting a tweet right now. <laughs> That will go up probably, I don't know, there's been a moment I've done with this sentence. Asking you guys, because I'm curious, what, you guys, the audience, not you two, my co-hosts, what is your TTE of dreams? I want to know. We want to know. That's a great question. And then when we come Uh, back, we can talk about it in the new episode. I want to know what the audience's TTE of dreams is. And hell, maybe by the time we record the next episode, one of your dreams will have come true. And now we'll have been really heartwarming. I hope my dream comes true. I hope mine does too. Honestly, I want all of our dreams to come true. Because they're all good dreams. It's wholesome. Uh, It's been a good six months. We've had guests on. We've had Ben on. I like that Ben and guests are two different things. (laughs) Ben is a higher tier. That's a little insulting to our other guests. I think I like Chelsea the best. Chelsea. Chelsea is the highest tier. No, Chelsea Chelsea's and Mickey and Bonnie. Chelsea and I are getting matching tattoos. Fuck Ben. Ben's not getting a matching tattoo with me. I'm getting Timmy's okay. with Chelsea this month. 
Fuck Ben. I'm getting Timmy's <laughs> with Chelsea next month. I mean next month. Wee! I meant next month. Ha. Oh. Well, I'm sorry. We're not going to be there at the same I time getting Timmy's with the same person. Fuck both of you. Shut up, MC. <laughs> I'm going to be in Paris. Fuck you. Wow. Yeah, that is actually a step up. Thanks. Okay, humble brags, McGee. Can you wrap up the damn podcast as I <sighs> sit in suburban Massachusetts for the rest of the summer? Well, I'm I'm showing up there. You're taking me to the Cape. Ooh! We're gonna go to drag shows. It's gonna be awesome. That's fun. We're going to drag shows. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up. I don't want this to end. I don't want T Tex to end for the summer. I I do because I need to keep yeah. moving. Yeah, we, I right. got shit to do. Yeah, we got shit to do. I gotta edit this. Uh, hey, you've been listening to Table Talk Explicates. Oh my god, it's been six months and I still can't get that right. Uh, you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at, at TTExplicates to get notified when new episodes come out, or you can follow us individually. My Twitter is at NoahRain, R-A-Y-N-E. My Twitter is uh, at MCDSanic, which is also coincidentally my name, MCDSanic. Please hold on the Sonic jokes. I will make them for you. Mine is at Kaylee Murdoch. Just, when you talk to me, forget the Lee part. Just ignore that. One day I'll get the Twitter yeah. handle I dream of when this bitch unlocks her account and deletes it. I'm One not day. bitter. All right. This is a fan cast for Easy Allies' tabletop escapades. I assume you already watch Easy Allies if you're listening to this, but... I would like to let you know that you can help support Easy Allies and all of their shows, including Tabletop Escapades, at patreon.com slash easyallies. They deserve it. They're incredible, and they're close to a couple of huge, really big goals, so I would suggest upping that pledge, yo. Let's do it for also, E3, yo. Yeah, also also go uh, watch their E3 coverage. Oh, yeah. Me and Kay will be crying in chat the entire time. I will time, be crying in chat. I'm going to pull out my hair out. Fuck E3. It's going to be great. Oh, it man. should be better be this year. It should be easier this yeah. year. Hopefully, I didn't get less hate mail this year. Oh, boy. I'll punch everybody. I love E3. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you uh, middle of August, later. I think. Later. Later. We'll see you later. At some we'll point. See we'll see you later. Possibly. We'll see you later. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. My last, no, word last word is... Um, fuck you guys. I love Olaf. Uh, I didn't say I didn't love Olaf. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't know. Okay, bye. bye. I can't say anything about that. Bye, bye. I guess. Bye forever. We're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs>